Hello, my name is Josh. I'm Jamie. And welcome to A Conversation with Two Geeks, the podcast where we talk about movies, comics, and everything in between. Today, we'll be talking about everything from Oscar Isaac being cast as Moon Knight to James Gunn talking about when he rejoined Marvel and our thoughts on the season premiere of Mandalorian Season 2. You can find our back catalog on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Google Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are listened to. Also, if you want to follow us on social media, please follow us on Twitter. We're at Convo with Two Geeks. And we're on Facebook and Instagram at Conversation with Two Geeks. And if you feel like shooting us an email with some questions or anything you want to talk about, um, send us an email to conversationwith2geeks at gmail.com. And all the links will be in the description in the show notes. Uh, the day that we are recording this, which is October 31st, 2020, it is Halloween! Happy, Happy Halloween, ha- everybody! Happy Halloween, everyone. How are, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing good. Going to carve some pumpkins later and stuff um and whatnot but it, i'm in pretty good how about you i'm good i'm i'm gonna hang out with a few um with the peeps peeps later on zoom as you really can only do and just eat some candy and stuff and yeah um it is halloween it is halloween season and yes um also and i feel like we have to obligatorily do this because we do have an election coming up especially in the u.s unfortunately oh actually unfortunately um please go out and vote yeah please go vote it's an important election so get your vote in you still have time to drop it off but drop it go to your nearest polling place find your drop-off box or whatever they call them and get your vote in if you're eligible to vote yes yes very very much so and i believe the rules are being lax this year but we don't know how much so yes go vote Anyways, back to the show. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. But yes. Um, for our, but yes, I'm doing well. I'm it's Halloween. I'm really happy it's Halloween. And yeah, I'm just I'm doing good. I'm doing Me good too. Today. Yeah. Anyways, so on to our first topic. We have in the news, I believe this will be Monday, Oscar Isaac is in talks to play Moon Knight on the Moon Knight on the Moon Knight show, which is gonna be on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, we also got director chosen for that, so we're gonna knock out two stories in one one sitting. So mm-hmm. from the wrap, uh, Oscar Isaac is gonna talk to play Mark Spector, aka Moon Knight, on a new Disney Plus Marvel Studios show, Moon Knight. Um, for those that don't know who he is, and he was created by Doug Monick and Don Perlin in 1975. In the comics, he is uh, Mark uh, Spector is a former boxer, CIA agent, and mercenary who finds himself near death after being betrayed by his employer while on an archaeologist archaeological dig. As he lay dying, Spectre was approached by the Egyptian god Khonsu, who offered... That's a a pretty good guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's a mouthful. Yeah. Who who offered him a second chance at life in exchange for becoming his avatar on Earth. As a result, Spectre was resurrection and given superhuman abilities, becoming the superhero Moon Knight. Um, While he does sound like an attempt to rip off Batman, um... Moon Knight is interesting as his powers are weird mystical abilities that are either tied to an ancient god and the moon, or his fractured psyche as Spectre suffers from DID, this associated identity disorder, with the two other identities being the billionaire Stephen Grant and the taxi driver Jake Lockley. Uh, the show is being developed by Jimmy Slater, who developed the Umbrella Academy for Netflix as showrunner, and is one of several Marvel Studios shows planned along with the upcoming WandaVision, Miss Marvel, and She-Hulk shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and in addition to Oscar Isaac being the lead, um, uh, according to Deadline, Moham Daib have been tapped to direct the series. Daib is best known for his directorial debut, Karo 678, which was released a month before the Egyptian Revolution, as well as its film Clash, which was an official selection at the Cannes Film Festival. 
Uh, Diane also wrote the Egyptian blockbuster, The Island, or L. J. G. I I'm not going to pronounce it. I'm not going to yeah. pronounce it. So, so, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Um, which are among the highest grossing Egyptian and Arabic uh, films of all time. His next film, Armai, is I'd for release in 2021. I, I'm not going to lie, uh, when I first heard about this, I, especially the Oscar Isaac stuff, mm -hmm. I kind of swooned. Yeah, it sounds like he'll be a good fit. I don't know much about the character, but everybody seems very excited about it. And Oscar Isaacs is very talented and a good actor. So I'm sure he'll do a good job. And it's great that he's getting like a good, like starring role. He'll be the lead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's really I'm, cool. Yeah. I, I'm actually also I'm a bit surprised that he's going back to working with the mouse, especially given that he's had a bit of a mix. He had some choice words to say about his experience with Star Wars and yeah. with Disney, but I guess Spidey would must have been like, hey, look, we have a good character, we have a good script, you know, please yeah. join us. And it's like, all right, fine. But yeah, no, I, again, I kind of swoon because uh, Oscar Isaac's Oscar Isaac. I mean, sorry, I, I appreciate his acting abilities, but also we just have to admit that he is very attractive. Yeah, no, he is. Yeah, he's. It'll be good though. I'm excited. That'll be cool. And it's good that it's on Disney Plus. Get some more original content for mm -hmm. Disney. Because really, their, their star flag show is Mandalorian for Disney Plus. So yes. we'll see once the other Marvel Marvel shows come out, like WandaVision and the She-Hulk and stuff, see if that will be good. So yeah, most definitely. Anyway, so we got some CW news. Um mm -hmm. So CW just has set its premiere date for Flash, Superman and Lois, Batwoman and more per TV line. The CW announced on Thursday the premiere dates for several of their new and returning shows. This includes The Flash, which will be having its season premiere on Thursday, February 23rd at 8 p.m. Superman and Lois, which will be following right after Flash at 9 p.m. And Batman and Batwoman, which will be having its season premiere on Sunday, January 17th at 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. um, so it's coming soon. Yep. Um, looks good. Glad that they're giving Batwoman its kind of own little run before the other shows come back. Just to kind of let them kind of have some limelight and stuff, especially with the new Batwoman coming in and whatnot. Most definitely. Um, so I think that's good. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. Um, no Supergirl or Legends on this announcement, which makes me feel like it's going to be a summer show. Potentially, yeah, yeah. The report I read, um, it said that returning dramas are being held for spring, summer 2021, including yeah. Legends, um, Stargirl, and Supergirl, yeah, which actually makes sense in a way. Um, I also heard that for Supergirl, Melissa's not going to go back to filming until January, so that... that's kind of interesting because they are filming right now, so I don't know if that's a playing factor in it or anything, but it's we'll see. Yeah, it, it's actually, it's kind of similar because um, this is off topic, off topic in a totally different universe and franchise, but uh, Spider-Man 3 is currently filming right now, and I don't think they have everyone together for that. I've heard that they're filming stuff in New York right now, but then they're mm -hmm. also filming stuff in Atlanta right now, so I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if some certain studios, especially, you know, because, you know, the quarantine apocalypse and COVID, um, they're separating filming schedules so that way you know certain actors can be here but then certain actors can be there so yeah yeah, it'll, yeah. but yeah that'd be most interesting and you yeah 
yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't I honestly didn't know that Melissa wasn't filming right now I knew that the film was going on but I didn't know Melissa was there yeah I've been um reading people say she's not um because everybody I think everybody else from what I can tell everybody else is mm-hmm. she's the only one that's not and part of it is probably her maternity leave and stuff so it's gonna be and everybody's freaking out because they're like how are you filming a last season without like your star like your title character but um and i think i think what they're doing is filming out i know i think what they're doing is filming out of order uh-huh. um because they kind of did that when she was on broadway um uh-huh. when she had that broadway stint and so i think that's what's happening so we'll kind of have to just see what happens but i'm not too worried about it um uh-huh. it'll be good because then it'll give some content for cw during the summer so i think that's yeah. good um and so we'll just see but it'll be good to have batwoman back and flash and stuff and uh-huh. um i and hopefully superman does well so yeah ho- hopefully and hopefully I think it's it good. will but we'll see yeah and hopefully it's good yeah because I guess, yeah, I, I absolutely very makes sense. But yeah, also, um, moving, uh, speaking of actually Batwoman, um, we got our first official look at um, Batwoman, Ryan, the new Batwoman, Ryan Wilder, is played by uh, uh, Javi, you, Javi, mm, you might have to help me with this. Okay, hold on, let me find her name. I need to see it so I can. Javita, uh, Javita, Javita. Vita. Javica Leslie? Jav- Javica, yes. Okay, thank you. God damn it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm so, so, so. Uh, yes, Javica I think that's how you say it. I've never heard any, I don't think I've heard anybody like officially officially say it. So, but I think that's how. Yeah, Javica Leslie in costume. It looks and, great. Her, the look looks great. What do you think? Oh, um, most definitely. Um, Yeah, most definitely in the show. Ryan will don uh, Ruby Rose's character's Kate Kane's original outfit before sporting this new ep- new version in the third episode. I, so far, yeah, I dig it. I, I really, I really do dig it. And um, Caroline Dries, the showrunner, had something to say about it in which uh, Ryan's journey uh, starts from a place of what can this bat suit do for me, but it's not long before she realizes the power of its symbol and what she can, what it can do for everyone else in Gotham City as Ryan embraces everything that makes her special. She is just a suit to phys, uh, fit her physically and figuratively. This meant creating a new body design and new cowl that was under, undeniably a statement that screamed powerful. Costume designer Maya Manny sent her, me her drawings and I loved it. The wig was something we never perfected in season one and Janet Workman crushed it with a new tank. Jam- God damn it. Javinica. Javica. Javica, thank you, thank you. Javica. Okay, that's how you and, say it, right? I'm gonna feel. Yeah, sorry. yeah. I feel really, yeah, and I also kind of feel really shitty for. If we are saying it wrong, um, listeners, please correct us or link us to a video where somebody says it correctly. Um, yes, please. That, from what from what I could tell from how it's spelled, that's how you would say it. So yes, yes, please, please. We don't want. To. Yeah. Javica, um, Javica, and I saw various prototypes and styles and red ombreos. And at one point, we were training in our own iPad doodle versions. Uh, Janet translated that to what we are looking now. And when I see it, I smile. It makes me feel empowered, uh, inspired. Sorry, inspired. I, um, Javica uh, Leslie also added, "I love the fact that Ryan is becoming our Batwoman. It's her style, her swag, and her moment. It's an honor to collaborate with Caroline and Maya. I feel it." It was important that viewers could tell by silhouette that Batwoman was a black girl with the form-fitting suit and beautiful afro. We definitely nailed it, and I agree. They definitely, it looks great. 
yeah the, the art that they put out and the photos look fantastic so um i think she's going to be good i know that whole situation is weird but mm-hmm. um we'll see and i think she'll be good and everybody seems to be um, rallying behind her so yes yeah yep most definitely anyways mm-hmm. moving on um so did you ever watch tiny tunes as a kid um i watched like regular looney is that the one where they're like kids, like little babies? Or I, I think I think it's the offspring. The offspring, because I watched one when like all of them are like little babies. Oh like, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. I don't remember the name of that. Um, I've, yeah. I, yeah, I can't remember the name of that either. But I, I remember that one. Um, but I think it's, um, I think it's when they're like their kids are, I or they're like after kids, um take over but yeah um according to a press statement from amlin partners a reboot of tiny Toons adventures titled tiny Toons blue university has been ordered by hbo max and cartoon network the show has received a two-season order with steven spielberg attached to returning executive producer and aaron gibson uh serving as showrunner the show uh the synopsis for the show reads babs buster bunny and the rest of the gang follow their comedic ambitions all the way to acme university the esteemed institution for up the esteemed institution of higher hijinks learning where young dreamers become professional tunes. Here they form long-lasting friendships with one another, one another and perform their cartoon, cartoony craft while studying under the greatest cartoon characters in history, the Looney Tunes. Uh, the original show, Tiny Tunes Adventure, aired from September 14, 1990 to December 6, 1992 on CBS with its final season airing on Fox Kids. A release date for the reboot has not been announced. This sounds interesting. This is interesting. I mean, man, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Two season order is interesting that they already got two seasons. Sounds mm-hmm. like yep. um, that must mean that they have a good idea of what they want to do. Yeah, um, I mean, with Spielberg being producer, I mean, it makes yeah. sense. That's also, a big deal. yeah. Also, I really. Um, um, also on. The, um, sorry, um, I was looking at when I was doing my research, apparently this show is connected to Animaniacs. Like, it was actually canceled for that. And that's okay. getting a reboot on Hulu, so th- that's interesting. That's weird and interesting. Okay. So I wonder if this is going to be connected. I, I doubt it will be since it will be on different networks, but with, you know, with the, Hulu, with the Animaniacs reboot coming up, which looks honestly kind of awesome. And yeah, yeah. That'll be interesting. But yeah, no, uh, I imagine a lot of 90s kids are probably very happy about this. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, moving on to our next topic, Assassin's Creed. Did you ever play Assassin's Creed? I have not played it, but I definitely know it's a big... Well, that's not true. I played a little bit of one game. Don't ask me which one, because I'm not the biggest Assassin's Creed fan. But um, I've definitely seen like gameplay of it and stuff, and it's definitely cool. And I could... Yeah. What, what about you? I have never played it. I am. Um, I've heard about it. Um, yeah. Definitely around when uh, the certain movie that we will not that does not exist came out. Yeah. Because oh boy, that was bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. But a live action series based on the uh, Assassin's Creed video game franchise is currently in development at Netflix. It was part of a new deal that game developer Ubisoft made with the streamer, which includes developing new animated a- anime shows. The live-action genre-bending adaptation will be the first out of gate, and a showrunner is currently being sought out. Cool. So, yeah, no, this is 
this is definitely going to be interesting. Definitely seems like a, it's it's sort of like um, it's not exact. It's not a great comparison, but it's kind of in the same kind of genre, like Tomb Raider, kind of mm-hmm. like a venture game, and it's kind of open world esque, and so you can kind of walk around. Um, so there's definitely potential for this to be a show because there's like a lot that they could do with the character and stuff. And there's like a lot that they can explore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could definitely see the potential that Netflix saw to grab it and to try to do something with it. Yeah. And plus this will be their second uh, video game adaptation, like right after uh, The Witcher. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'll definitely keep a look out for this. And yeah, let me enter our next topic. Um, I have a question. Did you ever, have you ever heard of this movie called Ginger Snaps? No, I have not. Okay. Okay, for you and for our dear listeners, if you have not seen this movie, I actually do recommend it. It's actually really good. Um, It's so to kind of give so basically what's going what's going on is that a TV series based on the cult horror film Ginger Snaps is in the works from the producers behind AMC series um, Killing Eve, uh, released in so released in two thousands. Ginger Snaps follows a pair of teenage sisters, Emily Perkins, uh, played by Emily Perkins and. Catherine Isabel, as one of them is been by worth and becomes and begins to go through severe changes as a result, forcing the other to fend them off. Why does this sound like Teen Wolf? <laughs> well, this was before Teen Wolf. I know, Wolf. I know, but like when you said that, all I think about is Scott and Styles in a way. No, keep going. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it's it's, it's a <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, no, I I again, I do recommend this movie. This is actually pretty good. Like pretty good horror movie. It kind of takes, um, yeah, it kind of, um, you, you know, it does the whole American Werewolf in London thing, but yet in like high school and you know switches up to teenage girls mm-hmm. and the whole thing with that. Um, but yeah, uh, this film, despite not doing very well at the box office, has garnered a cult status and has even produced like two directed DVD sequels in two thousand four. Oh. Uh, Sid Gentle Films, the production company behind Killing Eve, is working with Copperhead Entertainment um, producers on the on the uh, original Ginger Snaps. Um, they're the producers on the original Ginger Snaps film on TV adaptation. John Fawcett, who directed the original pilot and co-created... Oh, shoot. Okay, I actually... Um, so, Fawcett also co-created um, Orphan Black. Oh. Um, he'll be serving as executive producer along with Sid Gentle, Sally Woodward Gentle, and Lee Morris. In addition, Anna Maria Simubaya, I believe it's pronounced, we're writing the series, Should It Be Ordered? Orphan so, Black is, <laughs> um, that's a big deal because that's a critically acclaimed show. Uh-huh. Um, so, because I know a lot of people who say that that show is really good and did really good. I mean, and uh, I apologize if you can hear music in the background. The Lexus playing in the other room. I no, I'm I'm good. I can't hear. I can't hear you. Okay, then we're probably yeah. fine. But yeah, um, also, but yeah, um, also, I did. I actually, when I was doing research, I didn't, uh, I didn't see that. But wow, yeah, I did not know that. But um, yeah, that's that's cool. And Killing Eve too, right? They were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, and this is the same production company behind Killing Eve. That I think that's good because I think both of those will be able to do this kind of justice because of the uh, genre and stuff it's in. So. Most definitely, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, um, I'm really, again, I'm really curious about this show because again, I'm, again, if you have not seen the movie this Halloween, um, well, actually, 
when we're recording this, this is Halloween, but after Halloween, just, you know, Horror 365, baby. Yeah. Uh, um, I do recommend this. This is a pretty good film. Um, but yeah, no, I'm curious about it. And yeah, um, moving on to our next topic. Okay. Um, we got a trailer, we got a teaser trailer for Halloween Kills. Um, did you ever, um, did you, I know you're not the biggest horror person, but did you ever see the 2018 Halloween? No. Listen, I don't want, I will tell you, I could count the number of horror films I've, or scary, scary movies on like one hand. I watched, definitely watched one of the Insidious movies, so not see which one. And then there's another one that I can't remember the name of that um, I watched and uh, I had to find it, but it's probably very generic, so it's going to be hard to find. But like, I'm not the biggest horror fan. I do um, appreciate, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on her name. Oh, crap. The main girl, main actress, uh, Curtis. What's her first name? Curtis? Yeah. The main mm. girl, main actress. Main actress in which? Who got her? Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. As blanking. Um, she's really good. Um, I didn't realize um, for a long time, I didn't know she got her big break as like in those movies. Uh-huh. Um, so. That's cool. I mean, the trailer looked good. Like, it looked like a good scary movie, like a horror movie or whatever you'd want to classify it as, as yeah. Yep. What do you think? Yep. Um, I'm excited for it. Um, but, okay. So, yeah, it dropped on Thursday. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, the film is going to pick up, like, immediately right after the last one left off. In fact, they shot this back-to-back. Oh, okay. They shot this back-to-back. Um, yeah. And they filmed uh, the one in 2018? Yeah, they shot this back to back on 2018. It was originally scheduled for October 16th of this year, but because of the damn quarantine apocalypse, it was pushed back to October of next year. Hmm. Damn that you, quarantine sucks. apocalypse. That sucks. But at least, like, they're like, yeah, we got to keep this as a Halloween movie, so we kind of need to move it mm-hmm. here later. Yeah. yeah. Plus, it's from the same team as the original, which was again directed by David Gordon Green. Um, and written by David Gordon Green, and you're, you're going to get a kick out of this one, Danny McBride. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's cool. That's crazy. Yeah, and Scott Teens, like, yeah, no, the three of them worked on this movie, and I just, yeah, no, they they, they actually did a pretty good job with the um, with the, with the 2018 version, but uh, yeah, no, I, I still get a crack out of Danny McBride. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. But he is actually a writer on some things. Like he actually created Eastbound and Down. Yeah. Yeah. I just. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, moving on to our next topic. Um, James Gunn reconnected with Marvel one day after getting the Suicide Squad job. An exclusive from Empire Magazine on the upcoming DC film, The Suicide Squad. James director James Gunn recounted that he would be able to direct that he would be able to direct Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. One day after he was hired to direct Suicide Squad for Warner Brothers. Um, for context, back in 2018, Gunn was briefly asked from Marvel in, after um, some historically offensive jokes caused an online storm, which, by the way, was released by an alt-right hacker whose name does not even deserve mention on this podcast. Yeah. Um, Walt Disney's studio uh, chairman, Alan Horn, saying that they were indefensible and inconsistent with our studio values. God, why did... <laughs> 
I, I read that weirdly. Um, with his <laughs> feature Marvel cut short, Gunn began talks with DC and picked Suicide Squad as a property he most wanted to get stuck into, even though Disney reinstate, eventually reinstated Gunn in the MCU following a heartfelt apology for his old social media posts. Uh, Gunn reflected on the period saying it was a happy ending, but it was also scary because I actually got the call from Alan Horn long before it was announced. It literally happened the day, uh, day after I agreed to do the Suicide Squad. After getting the news, he updated Marvel Studios head Honcho Kevin Feige, who upon learning the news asked, is it Superman? Gunn responded, it wasn't Superman. Although he, he did say it was a possibility at one point and told Feige it was a Suicide Squad. Feige didn't say, please, please just make a movie, make a good movie, just make a good movie. Gunn later said that Kevin knew all know who all those characters were months before we revealed them at Fandom. Uh, he still knows who the villain is. He's pretty treachery with his NDA. Uh, James Gunn's Suicide mm-hmm. Squad is set for release next year on August 6th. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on this? I want you to go first. Just so um, I can go off you. So this, I, I honestly was kind of cracking up to this because um, I think it was, when did, I know he got fired. I know he got initially out. So like around Comic-Con, like during Comic-Con. And then it was like in October when he got the gig for Suicide Squad. So literally like a day after, and it's like, oh, we it's a day after. And uh, granted, we didn't know until about like right around, I think March of 2019 mm-hmm. when he was reinstated. But yeah, no, after he got hired, it was, yeah, no, it, it, it's interesting. And again, it was happy. And as he said before, it was a happy ending. And then it was also, you know, I'm also doing this other movie. I also just love Kevin's just reaction. It yeah. is like, is it Superman? And it's like, no, it's not Superman. And then he's just like, just make, just make a good movie. Like he's kind of, honestly, Kevin kind of sounds like a really cool boss. Yeah. Um, my thing with this is, the jokes that were leaked were not great. They're yeah. really bad. I don't. It's yeah. so hard because we don't know. Said somebody did leak them. It could be potentially fake. Yeah, somebody. But somebody... you should also like if somebody like. I get that people have dark senses of humor, and I understand that. But there's like if you bring children in it and stuff like like all that kind of stuff, it gets. Mm-hmm bad yeah and um so i have conflicting feelings about it because i don't because i do think that he was joking i don't think he was serious but he also like but i think what people need to remember is twitter is the internet it is online and everything that you put on the internet is forever so just yeah keep that in mind like for those kind of people i guess but yeah. Um, I am I, glad that he got the Suicide Squad and that he's not like blackballed or anything in the work because I don't think I don't think he meant to be like I meant anything bad by it. Um so uh, also yeah. I, I sorry, I just want to interject here because um having followed also his career and also his personality kind of via social media, but also listening to podcasts and interviews with him where he has talked about personally. I do believe that there has been a difference between, because there was a time, especially during his trauma days, and even up until I think Super Slash, uh, the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie came out, where Gunn was kind of edgy for edgy sake. I mean, that was kind of the humor back then. Back then, so I think that was mainly the case. Because when those tweets came out, they came out in like 2011, 2012. 
like that yeah, was clear so. like when he was in his edgy phase and it was only and it was only recently um it was only like when guardians came out that he like took like 180 and was very reflective because he seemed like a very reflective person yeah because yeah it's just those situations are so tricky and and stuff but um yeah i honestly like i don't know him i i don't listen to a lot of his stuff like you do um i've really only seen guardians i might have seen some of his other stuff but i just didn't know he did it worked on it or whatever Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. At least he he's still working, so that's that's a positive. So yeah, and he kind of gets the best of both worlds because he both directed a DC movie and a Marvel movie. That's true. It worked out for him because he got to work in like two of the biggest fields. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, but yeah, no, I'm uh, yeah, no, I, I I get I get I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, especially for someone that maybe doesn't have the experience, but especially when it comes to guns gun stuff which i do recommend i I think that's the problem is with tweets at least i've noticed for me is people try when people tweet something and another person goes on who follows them can read it they might not necessarily get what that person was meaning to because there's like sarcasm there's different ways you could try to put it out Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's not as easy to pick up when it's on when it's in that format so mm-hmm. yeah who knows yeah. yeah but yeah anyways moving on to a well arguably much lighter topic but also just um i'm really excited about this um so you've seen the mandalorian i've seen the mandalorian we saw the premiere yep. we're gonna talk about it um i you we know can what do I- a little bit of non-spoiler and then we can go into spoilers maybe yeah, so our initial thoughts, um, we both loved it. Mm-hmm. We both it loved really it. Good. And yeah, that, that, that's, how, that's how it's going to be for non-spoilers. Um, rest of this will be non-spoilers, so you can click off after this. But yeah. um, but so non-spoilers, yes. so spoiler warning in three, two, two one. one. Click off if you don't. Okay, go ahead. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, okay, go, where, where, go wherever Where do we start? Okay. Um, first off, um, we got, um, I loved Oflan as Cobb Vanth. Um, he's a character actually from the Aftermath novels. Okay. And his, um, his chemistry with Mando and his backstory was all just, uh, yeah. Also, Gimme Timothy Olfan, who played a lawman, um, on Justified. Just mm-hmm. perfect, perfect fucking casting. Just. Yeah, he that, was that dead. Was, that was perfect. God damn it! It was really like, hell. I I even think um the judge from um from the good place would also agree with me as well. <laughs> yeah, he was really good. I liked him. I thought he had an interesting backstory. He'll probably pop up again later. Um, I'd be more surprised if he didn't. Um, and yeah, it was just a really good episode. Baby Yoda's still flipping adorable. So, mm-hmm. um. Yeah. Mando is still awesome, badass as always. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was really good. It was a really strong premiere. Um, yes. It, the, it seems like the whole plot is to be going and finding um, Baby Yoda's people. So they're going to be traveling a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like, and yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I know we need to talk about the ending, but is there? Any, yeah. But I know that might be our main point. So do you want to talk about anything else? 
Um, I love also the fleshing out of the universe, especially as, like giving personality and depth to the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. That was, that was really interesting. Cool. That was really interesting. I it also matched with the Western theme kind of. Mm-hmm. It did. It was cool. So yeah. Um also before we get into the uh, Boba Fett stuff, I agree with all the points. It had great action, was very well paced. Can't wait for the next episode. Um let's get into that. Uh the those final let's get into the ending because um so i didn't recognize who it was supposed to be and I, maybe it's because i haven't watched the prequels i guess in like a really long time mm. um but like he looked really familiar so like my instinct was like i should know who you are and i feel very stupid that i don't know because i recognize you and so then i was like trying to find out and then i messaged you and i was like i'm don't know exactly who's that supposed to be he seems familiar so for me um so for me um i've been following the casting news a bit yeah um like i know what is gonna be in the season um and i knew that boba fett i didn't think he would make an appearance this early though yeah. like i thought it was gonna be like towards like episode five or something yeah but yeah no um at this point though i i don't know if that's only just Cause I know he's. I know when I first heard about it, he said that it was only going to be like a very small role. So I do wonder if he's going to be appearing um, in the rest of the season. But if he does, I am excited for that inevitable Din Jaren Boa Fett meetup because that is going to be epic. Yeah, that'll be really cool. But yeah, no, I yeah, no, I really just. Oh, that's just it's going to be great. A- it's it's crazy because it's kind of intertwining the Mandalorian into like the main mm-hmm. canon a little bit so mm-hmm. it's like that's what's super interesting and then we'll see what else because there's a lot of there's been a lot of rumors for this season mm-hmm. and the stuff but Disney's been really tight-lipped about it so but people are right about Boba Fett because that's been a big rumor that's been happening mm-hmm. so we'll yeah. see what he like we're he's got to come back at some point because we got to kind of figure out what the heck he's doing um he's probably trying to get baby yoda i'm assuming that's what he's doing but either that or either that or he's just been surviving on tatooine and like when someone gets his armor it's like i want my armor back yeah i mean that's possible too Mm -hmm. but yeah no i'm i'm just so I'm so pumped for this season. Like, just, yeah. like again, like I know we're getting it weekly, and honestly, I, I'm okay with it weekly. I just, I, I need the next next episode now. I, I'm like conflicted about it because, like, I'm glad that we get it weekly, so I have something to look forward to. But I'm also like, I really just wish I could watch the whole freaking season in a mm. weekend, just so like, because I want to know what happens. But I'm not like, it's like a double edged sword. Mm-hmm. I guess. So. Yeah, I, I I I see your point, and I have to agree with your point as well. Because I just I I, I I just I just need more of yeah. like I just need more of my um essentially single father, which is Mando, trying to take care of his son. I know. The who would like if you would have told me last season when this show premiered that this show was about a bounty hunter taking care of a little baby Yoda, and it's just like a father son dynamic I'd have been on that train a lot quicker than I was like I watched it pretty quickly but I would have like been like premiere I've been like okay this is, this is what I want to watch yeah I well here's the thing 
when it came to like I obviously was gonna watch this because it was it's Star Wars. So, like I'm yeah. gonna watch any, I'm gonna watch anything with Star Wars. And yeah, like when it first premiered, I was like, okay, this sounds interesting. I figured, okay, I, it's a Western show. Like it's just gonna go to towns and stuff. Um, is it gonna connect? To, I didn't know if it was gonna connect to any of the movies or stuff. But what this show managed to do, and I just like not only presented us with something new, um, different from the movies, but also something new as well with the Western stuff. Because up until this point, Star Wars has mostly been space opera. Like it has some Western influences, but this is, but it's mostly for the majority of it, it's space opera. Yeah. This is West space Western. And I mean, it's also like, um, kind of also like one of the genres I love. I mean, it's also a part of, it's also the genre of a show that got canceled way too early and yes people always say that star wars is like um a space western and i kind of always got that vibe but this show really gives me mm-hmm. more of that vibe than anything especially mm-hmm. this episode in particular there's like a couple of moments where i'm like oh i kind of see what people are talking about now when and and stuff but yeah, I mean, it's great. Like, I was going to watch it, but I'm really glad that this feels like they did a really good job with the characters. So people are, like, mm-hmm. gravitating towards Mando and Baby Yoda and stuff and, like, and really enjoying that mm-hmm. aspect. So I think this is kind of the Star Wars people were missing, I guess, in a way. I, 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 I guess. I, I'm, I'm, I don't I'm, know. Like, I don't hate, like, the sequel group of movies like with mm-hmm. Finn, Ray, and Poe, but um, I don't know. That's like, I know people just really like this and really mm-hmm. have gravitated towards it. So. Oh yeah, most, most definitely. And I will say that, you know, and I and I, I am a fan of the recent movies as well, but I will say that this, that what Favreau and Dave Filoni have been able to do, Favreau and Filoni, F and F, like mm-hmm. Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> have managed to just just overall with the tone and scope of the show is just again do something like it's something that we're kind of familiar with like essentially it's um uh what's a what's a freaking anime called i think it's like lone cub and something um lone cub and something what but, an anime well there's an anime called lone cub and wolf oh lone cub and wolf lone cub and wolf essentially it's that but set within the Star Wars universe, and it has characters we like and love, and it has just this tone and presence with it. And also, I do, again, want to give credit to not only the writing, but also Pedro Pascal, mm-hmm. who is in that helmet. I mean, I have, viewers aren't going to be able to see this, but for one of my Halloween costumes, I've got a, um, a sort of Mando helmet. Oh. That's cool. This thing, like, like, I can't have this thing on, like, all day. But that and Dang, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, being in that moment, it does take a while. Even does take a while. So I do have to give credit to Pedro Pascal. Um, I, I know it's him and, like, two other people. So I want to give credit to him and the two other stuntmen that are in that they're in that helmet um i believe it's a stand-in and regular stuntman but yeah no also i just god i love this freaking show and it's good this i really like it because we're kind of exploring more of the star wars lore 
mm-hmm. and get to see a different side of the universe in a way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It just feels like a fresh, good take on Star Wars, and I think people really needed that. Um, yes, most definitely. So also, I am kind of like Stephen Colbert right now, where basically I'm just like, "Give it to me now." Right now. I I mean I wish like I not only me and my family watch it together but I wanted to watch it so we could review it on the show today it's like I wasn't sure when we were gonna all be able to watch it so I watched it last night and yeah that's my patience with it I'm like I need to watch this now (laughs) it's just it's just like Rick James it's just like what Rick James about cocaine Mm -hmm. um it's one hell of a drug yeah Hey, yeah. But anyways, that is our episode for this week. Yep. Uh, so you you want to do the clip? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um. So um. As always, follow us on all our social media pages. Um. We're on Twitter at Combo with Two Geeks, and that's the number two, not spelled out. Um. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Conversation with Two Geeks, and as always, you can shoot us an email if you like. Um. We're at Conversation with Two Geeks at gmail.com. Anyways, have a lovely Halloween, everyone. Stay safe, make sure to vote, and take care. Take care, everybody. And that is our episode.